Welcome to Moneyline. This is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me here on a Tuesday. Uh, we're getting ready for a big show coming up. We're talking about some of these meme stocks that are clearly out of hand. It is insanity. You're going to get my view on that. Plus a couple SPACs that have rallied, pulled back, and now looking good potentially once again on this pullback. And of course, we're going to talk markets. We're going to talk about the uh, pullback in Bitcoin. All this and more coming up right now on Moneyline. The buck starts here. Moneyline with Matt McCall. All right, folks, once again, this is Matt McCall. It is Tuesday, June 8th. Man, time flies when you're having fun in Nicaragua. I got to tell you, things are looking good. The market's looking good. Uh, I hope people are smiling. They're happy. A lot of our growth stocks are really bouncing back quite a bit. A lot of good things going on, but let's just jump right into it. I already told you what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about memes. We're going to talk about I meme mean, stocks, I should say. Uh, we're going to talk about some SPACs. We're going to talk about the market itself. We're going to talk about cryptocurrencies and a little PSA thrown in there as well, a public service announcement just for you. But let's jump into the markets here now and let's take a look at this is the S&P 500, the spiders. Uh, right now it is about uh, 10 till noon uh, Tuesday uh, afternoon on East Coast time, uh, 9.52 here. And we have the S&P 500 uh, ETF uh, pretty much unchanged, down 0.07%. So weird action today. It opened higher. And then about an hour ago, it's some big sell-off, a big spike down. Uh, then we have since come back, uh, and we're kind of holding near flat. When I look at this chart, though, the, the, the big picture, I don't care what it does from day to day, month to month. The big thing I'm seeing is we're trading just below an all-time high. Uh, a breakout above that would be a major breakout, in my opinion. It means we weathered that, that quick sell-off that we had about three weeks ago, rallied back. Uh, really good news. So that's something that we're going to keep an eye on. But uh, it has been constructive, the action over the last couple of months, consolidating near an all-time high. So let's take a look at the Qs. This is a NASDAQ 100 ETF. Uh, down about two tenths of a percent, so lagging a little bit. But as you can see here, it actually rallied to the best level in about six weeks this morning, and then again sold off a little bit of selling here midday. But again, came right back from that pretty big sell-off that we had uh, from the end of April through mid-May, and again near the all-time highs once again. Big picture, uh, really good stuff. Let's go over to some of the smaller stocks. Uh, this is the uh, iShares Russell Microcap ETF actually up today. It's been having some great relative strength, up one-tenth of percent. And you can see this, this pattern here. We talked about this about a week or so ago, hitting that 150 level, broke through it. Now we're coming in on the final resistance level of, of this consolidation pattern we've been in for about four months. And this upper end of the range right here, this is the all-time high for the microcap index, IWC. So this is a level we definitely want to watch. Oh, sorry about that. Looks like uh, we lost our feed, as we always tend to do here during the podcast. I'll pull that back up. But for the microcap stocks, we saw them get hit pretty darn hard with the sell-off that uh, began in mid-February and took down a lot of the innovation companies, the growth companies, etc., uh, and then bounced back. So we're seeing a lot, a lot of that stuff come back, and we got the, the chart back up here for you. But again, you're, you're looking at this, this upper level under the range, which would be the next breakout. It's around 159. Let's call it 160. We're at 155.70 right now. Uh, that would be a major, major breakout. Before that happened, just short-term technical analysis, we could pull back and test 150. This would be a bit of a W pattern, double top, triple top pullback. Again, overall, consolidating after huge rallies are not a bad thing. And again, we're looking at a, at a daily chart. So each, each candle, there's a, di uh, a day. If we zoom out a little bit more, I'm going to zoom out even further uh, on the chart. Consolidation's not bad. Uh, you had a huge rally here. We consolidated for 
basically a year and a half pullback. To, I mean, it's, it's normal to see this type of stuff. And if you look at the rally that we've had in, in micro caps, if you consolidate for a little bit, that's not, you can't go straight up. So for me, what I'm seeing right now in the action and really everything from top to bottom, I'm going to show you one more ETF that we've been following a lot uh, lately. And this is the ARK Innovation ETF. It's around a 111.70 or so, then about nine tenths of a percent. Again, up earlier today. We do have a bit of overhead resistance. Again, this is short-term stuff. I'm just sharing it to educate you. The blue line is a 200-day moving average. Red line is a 50-day. A lot of people say when the 50-day crosses below the 200, it's a negative action. It means that the trend is ending, or the trend is rolling over, I should say. And right now we do. You know, we, I could draw this right here and see if I can. Uh, a, a downtrend line. And this downtrend line right here is connects the highs. So if we were to draw this, we are up against a resistance level right here. So right around, let's call this 112 to 113, we have resistance on this downtrend line, which is a, a series of lower highs. We also have the 200-day moving average and the 50-day moving average. If we blow through this level, 113, 114, I mean, nothing's perfect, but in that area, this runs to right to 130, in my opinion. So this is an area to watch. Could we consolidate here for a little bit? Absolutely. Uh, but I have no doubt at some point in the near future, we blow through that and we start a big uptrend. I think it's going to be a really good summer for innovation stocks. Uh, but again, I just want to give you an overall market view. Uh, and that's why I, I jumped into that. So the next thing I want to talk about here, uh, two things. Uh, we're going to talk about SPACs here real quick. Then we're going to talk about some meme stocks that are moving today and moving a lot and uh, giving you a real life view on them. So let's jump into uh, to some SPACs here. And uh, these are no specific order. This is a Hims and Hers Health. So it's a telehealth and wellness company. And you're going to see a pattern uh, that's going to be followed here with these charts. It had $10, you know, it spiked up on the news and then it rallied real big in the news. That's about 25 and change back down below $10. And we've back up to 1522 already. So if you take the, the move that we've had just from the low to where we are here today, you're looking at a move of about 90% or so, 85, 90% already from those lows. and still a ways to go to get back to the top. This is a company that had revenue last year of just under 149 million. Uh, in the next three years, looking at 471 million. It's a $2.7 billion company. I love this trend. I like this company. I like the branding. There's a lot I like about this. Uh, so I think this one, this is a, could be a good, nice long-term play potentially, uh, but, but I like where they're positioned. They're, they're in a really nice area. Again, nothing I sell here are buy and sell recommendations, no exposure to any stocks, uh, just for uh, you know, people who need to know that. Um, next one, let's take a look at STEM. Oops, spelled that wrong. S-T-E-M. I could spell maybe. Uh, STEM was a, was a SPAC as well. You can see here, ramped to over $50, pulled back down into the teens. Down today, pretty big, about 8%, but it more than doubled in, a, in just one month. It's about a $4.2 billion company. It's considered an energy tech company. They use AI, artificial. Uh, they use the analytics side of AI to optimize battery energy usage uh, and switching. Uh, it's a play on grids. I mean, this to me is a fascinating play because the, the move going forward, it's all about energy storage when it comes to the energy sector. Uh, harnessing the energy we get, especially from clean energy, from wind, from solar, how do we harness it and not give it up? So this type of company here that uses artificial intelligence to optimize this, the batteries, the energy usage, how to switch back and forth from the, two, the different energy sources. It's a play on big major grids, which if infrastructure bill gets passed, you're gonna see 
tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars going into the upgrade of the grids in the United States, which is very much needed. 36.3 million in sales, that's all they had last year, but by 2025, estimates for 944 million. You can do the math there, folks. I mean, that is a big, big time gains. Obviously, the stock's extremely volatile, uh, but again, it's in a very nice trend that you want to keep an eye on. Next one's one I talked about a few times in the past, uh, and this is Gore's Holdings, GHVI. But once the definitive agreement, uh, or I should say, definitive agreement's already been signed, once the merger takes place, it will be changing its name to Matterport. And Matterport, if you don't know, I've talked about this quite a few times in the past, uh, does the 3D renderings. Even down here in Nicaragua, I looked at a little casita to, to buy uh, while my house is being built, and you walk through, it's great, but you know, you always walk through things and it's like, ah, I forget something. Even down here, they use Matterport for the 3D renderings, uh, videos of this stuff. I'm telling you if, you, if you if you don't understand what I'm saying, go to Matterport's website, and I think they have some examples on there. One is of a uh, soccer club. You can walk through their store, uh, zoom in on things, see what kind of hats you like. Eventually, all this will be matched up with virtual reality, augmented reality, whatever you want to call it, where they'll have your body in there. So you can put on the shirt and see exactly how the shirt fits you, how the hat looks on you. Uh, same thing with buying a home. Take your furniture and drop it in, see how it's going to look in your new casita if you're interested in buying your new house. Um, it, it, this is something that it goes well beyond real estate. To me, it's a, it's a real estate play, but it goes well beyond that. It goes over to consumer retail. Uh, it goes over to the millions of buildings that eventually will all be 3D for whether it's security purposes, whether it's for energy purposes, uh, whether it be from work from home, work from work, see what's there, where your desk can fit. I mean, it's going to be a million different reasons why this, this technology. And they're not the only player, don't get me wrong, but uh, they're the one that's public now. And they're the first one I've ever come across. And this was a couple years ago uh, through a, a real estate friend. So uh, I, I, I think this is a very interesting company uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, what else we got here? Let's take a look at this. This is, this is App Harvest. This was an ETF a little while ago. Uh, last year, you can see, shot up on the news, came back down, and then it really rallied up to over $40, back down to low teens in May. Uh, we're up today 4% to uh, 1908 APPH. It's a symbol. It's about a $1.9 billion company. Uh, they have greenhouses for veggies and fruit, uh, and it sounds like the most boring business in the world, but the problem is with a lot of farming, it takes so much water, soil, you have to battle it with all types of pesticides and, and herbicides and all that kind of stuff. Uh, this stuff obviously is all organic, uh, grown inside. I think there's a very big future for this. And they had sales uh, estimates of this year. They have sales estimates this year of just over 21 million, uh, up to 2025, 383 million. So that's about, what, 15 times uh, sales in, in a matter of four years. That's a pretty darn good uh, top line growth. Uh, again, $1.9 billion company. One to keep an eye on. That's a trend. I call it ag tech, agricultural technology. Uh, take a look at another one here. This is Skills, S-K-L-Z. Uh, Skills is, uh, is a gaming, mobile gaming. It's a pretty big company for, in relation to SPACs, I should say. $8.8 billion company. They had sales last year of $230 million, uh, looking for just over $1 billion in 2025. So it's over 4x in a matter of five years. They do have a path to profitability in the next couple of years, which I like. Top line is supposed to grow by about nearly 26% annually. That's revenue. Earnings expected to grow about 44.3% annually for the next four years. So really nice numbers in a very good area. But again, you can see I ran from that 10 above 45, back down to the low teens, uh, now back in the, in the, in the low 20s. 
uh, very choppy, but again, it's one you want to keep an eye on. That's really what I'm trying to show you here. Is some of these 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 ET, or say SPACs got way ahead of themselves, and then the, the pendulum swung way too far. So maybe you know they're valued somewhere in there, but this this pullback to me has created a lot of opportunity in SPACs in general. Not all SPACs, but in SPACs in general, I think there's been some opportunity. The next SPAC we're going to take a look at here is SoFi. S O F I. This is a SPAC that recently went through the merger, changed the name over from the, the prior name, which was a SPAC, changed the symbol over. So now if you look it up, it's called SoFi Technologies, symbol S-O-F-I. SoFi is a, is a bit of an interesting play. It's a fintech company that got a lot of hype when it first came out. And you can see here uh, on the chart, it ran up from that 10 and change up to 28, back down to the low teens, back to mid-20s, back to 2106 here today, a little bit down. Uh, it's a $1.8 billion company, but being in fintech, I think that's an area that's often overlooked. And as exciting as I find it, a lot of people don't find it as exciting. Maybe it's the link to the word financials that's in there. Uh, either way, uh, I, I like what SoFi is doing. Uh, they had uh, revenue about $1 billion, this, or looking for revenue $1 billion this year. By 2023, $2.13 billion is the estimate. Again, the company's only $1.8, $1.9 billion market cap. That's pretty impressive looking to be profitable next year for the first time on an annual basis. So it does have a lot going for it, which I really like, and it's a bit overlooked. Choppy chart, I mean, obviously, but it's one to, to keep an eye on. The next one we're gonna look at here is, uh, <laughs> it's, it's today's meme stock, if you will. Now, this is Clover Health. Uh, Clover Health, uh, it's much bigger now, but it was a $3.6 billion company. It's probably closer, let me pull it up here for you. I didn't look at it this morning, but it's probably closer to, um, yeah, $8.3 billion company suddenly. Uh, that's absolutely asinine in my opinion. This stock has caught the, uh, uh, the eye of uh, the Reddit, the Wall Street bet crowd, if you will. Uh, it's a Medicare Advantage insurer here in the United States. It was a SPAC, as you can see, went from 10 to 16, back down to 7. Uh, and then uh, at one point today, it was up over 100%, believe it or not. That's insane to me. Uh, you look at revenue last year, uh, came in at about $690 million, uh, looked to go to about $1.3 billion uh, by 2023, uh, losing money along the way. Uh, but again, th this is going to lead me into the meme stocks we're going to talk about. You know, looking at Clover, it's just, you see the chart, you see what's going on. So with Clover, what people I think are, are not understanding is uh, every time I, I, I tell people to be careful, uh, that these meme stocks are, are not, it's not investing, it's, it's gambling, it's degenerate gambling, to be honest with you. Sure, you may have bought it at, at 12 and you sold it at 20 today and you think, Matt, you're an idiot, I just made X amount percent. I hope you did, and congratulations. Uh, it's no different than going to the craps table and hitting it big and walking away and thinking you're a professional craps player. It's not reality, it's not life. Uh, it is gambling, uh, but the unfortunate part is there are some professional poker players that do well, uh, but they have an edge. Uh, they've been putting in thousands and tens of thousands of hours into their craft, uh, not taking any uh, uh, shots at anybody, but I guarantee 99.9% .9 of you uh, did not put tens of thousands of hours into reading charts. If you did, you never would have bought Clover because it doesn't fit into trading, uh, doesn't fit into swing trading, doesn't fit into investing. Uh, it's pure gamble. This is no different than sitting down with a bunch of friends and playing high card. Okay, who's got the highest card? Everybody puts in 20 bucks, highest card one. You're going to go on a run from time to time. You will. But eventually, your, run, your, your luck's going to run out. And, and that's how I feel with this. 
Could Clover go to 50 bucks? I have no idea. Is it worth 20 to 50 right now? No. And if you got in in single digits, I mean, you have to look yourself in the mirror and be like, am I going to be a pig or am I going to take the gift that was given to me? I, I, you know, I, and again, I'm not bashing this. I'm not sticking up for Wall Street. I'm not sticking up for the short sellers. None of that, that nonsense. The reason that I'm talking about this is because this is not sustainable. And this leads me to my public service announcement. And it is. If you, if you think this is what investing is, Clover, AMC, GameStop, if you truly are looking for the next AMC or the next GameStop or today the next Clover, you're looking for the next one, you're a complete jackass because you are not understanding what is going on and you're going to get crushed. Your luck will run out. There is nothing behind this. And think about this. The people who start getting Clover going on Reddit and getting the crowd behind it, you know darn well they own shares. They're creating their own pump and dump. And they get all the sheep, all the masses that come in, and we're taking down Wall Street, all this BS. Meanwhile, they're the ones selling at 24 today. Thank you very much. Now they're on to the next one. The one thing I will say from this to be somewhat positive, because this is just absolute nonsense, and the fact that we have people talking about this that are supposedly uh, in the industry, uh, I, I will give the media one thing. They have been bashing this. And that's good because that's the one time I actually believe in the media. But there's a lot of people out there holding themselves out to be uh, newsletter writers, analysts, gurus that are truly talking about this crap. If, uh, that is so short-minded and it shows the lack of intelligence and the lack of experience in people that really think, this is something that's sustainable. This is not sustainable. What I want to see sustainable is the newer investors, the younger generation, the little guys, if you will, on Main Street, get into the market. I love that fact. I love there's more accounts being created at all the brokerage firms right now. That makes me as happy as a clam. The problem is, I don't want you going into it thinking this is reality, because it is not. Two things are going to happen. You get into this and you're the last guy holding the bag or one of the last guys. You see Clover this morning, you're buying at 23 bucks, you're down to 20, 50 right now. You're already down 10%. That's one. Because when the music stops, there's only so many chairs left. Another way to look at it is you've all packed into a room and you have one little exit door. You all can't get out at the same time, folks. And that's what's going to happen. And again, I'm not trying to be negative. You've, you know me. I'm probably the most optimistic guy there is, especially when it comes to markets. I, I, I just, it concerns me because I don't want people coming into the market for the first time, especially younger people, thinking this is the norm. And if it doesn't work in their favor, they're done. They give up on Wall Street forever. Maybe not forever, for decades until they realize it's the greatest way for the average American to make money. The average American. To invest in solid companies over the long term. So it scares me. It truly does. Because I don't want to lose a generation of potential investors because of gambling, because of nonsense, because you're taking down the man. Listen, I'm about as anti-Wall Street as you can be for somebody that's in the stock market. I'm about as anti-financial media as you can be for somebody that was in the financial media. I'm always here for the little guy. But by me saying this, I'm not bashing the little guy. I'm giving you the toughest love it can be. Because if you think this is reality, you're in for a world of hurting, folks. 
You truly, truly are. And again, I'm just trying to help. I don't care if you disagree with me. And if you do, don't be rude about it. Just say, hey, I disagree. I'm going to keep doing this. That's fine. To each his own. But you must be careful. Because if you're looking for the next GameStop or the next AMC, the next meme stock, and you think that this is sustainable, I hate to say it, but you're wrong. And don't get me, I've been wrong many times in life. But I'll tell you, I take calculated risk. And a calculated risk right now is stocks like GameStop and AMC and Clover and all these others. This is just not reality, folks. And things can stay irrational for quite some time. But eventually in the stock market, things become rational once again. And when money starts going into true investments or the next hot fad, they're going to come out of it. And again, who's going to be left standing holding that bag? I hope it's not you. Please, please, please. And again, not to be a hypocrite, because I'll be honest with you, I like to gamble in Vegas. But I also go in there knowing that this is entertainment for me. If I win, it is a bonus. It is entertainment. I enjoy it. But I also follow the rules and don't do anything stupid. I like to bet on sports legally from time to time. And maybe I have an edge, maybe I don't. But again, it's entertainment. If I win, it's a bonus. It's entertainment. And taking your money to the stock market should never be entertainment. This is the money you've worked so darn hard for. Let it work for you now and protect that capital. So please, that is my public service announcement to you. And let's just go through a couple because I just wanted to mention Clove, uh, obviously, is the one that's moving today. Uh, let's take a look here at AMC. Again, uh, not reality, uh, what we're about to see. You know, up another half a percent here today. Uh, there was one yesterday. Again, th- these are stocks you must avoid with everything you in your, in your power. Uh, raw Medical Systems, RMED. You know, it became a $38 million company, but it was just down in like $10 million not too long ago, a week and a half ago. $10 million company. We could all throw in a couple of bucks and, and buy majority shares and take this company over. There is a reason the stock went from 67 to low single digits. There's a problem with the company. It's not about short sellers. It's the fact that sales in this company were the lowest level in five years last year, and they've been slowly declining for five straight years. Some type of laser platform for medical use, uh, for veins, dermatology type stuff. But again, it's not even, the business model is not working for this. It already had a one for 25 reverse split back in November, trying to save the shares. Folks, this is just something where this, if, if you say to yourself, I love this company, Matt, that's a whole other thing. But again, 99.9% of people don't know the fundamentals or anything behind AMC, anything behind GameStop, anything behind Raw Medical. They don't know them. And again, without going in with knowledge, you are purely gambling, folks. Goodness, I, I, I just hate to get worked up over this, but again, I'm going to be really blunt here. There's a reason that I'm in Nicaragua right now in a, a million-dollar home overlooking the ocean and building a million-dollar home down here and buying land and having a great time, enjoying life. Because I've worked very hard and I've invested along the way in long-term companies. I've invested in myself and the companies I've started and sold. I've invested in my newsletter services, my research, all this stuff. I've invested in that. Again, don't take your hard-earned money and gamble it away. Invest in yourself. 
Invest in the stock market, in good companies. This type of stuff that I have does not come by the way of gambling. I don't know many gamblers that are living life high. There's a reason you see gambling uh, commercials portraying one thing, and then it's usually followed by, if you have a gambling problem, please call this number. Because people who gamble typically end up broke, not with nice things. So, again, I, I, I feel like I've been pretty straight the second half of this show, uh, and it's for a reason. And it's not to brag or to tell you how you should live your life or what you should do or what's happening right now is wrong. I love disruption. My entire theory of investing is based on disruption. But let's do it the right way, folks. And again, let's do it in a way that you're not gambling or putting your money in harm's way. And you are by following some of these stocks. All right, before we wrap it up, let's take a look at the markets and give us something a little bit bullish here. Uh, we have the S&P basically flat, but well off the lows of the day, kind of middle of the range. I, I like the way it's looking right here right now. Um, let's see if the ARC is turned around here, ARKK. Uh, down about two tenths of a percent, uh, well off the lows of the day, kind of middle of range. I honestly think things look good, and I continue to be bullish on this and, and be buyers uh, on, on pullbacks and, and holding on to solid long-term plays. I see no reason to change that at any point here in the near future. And one last thing before we wrap it up, uh, I need to look on my phone here to see where Bitcoin's at. I'll give you a quick up-to-date. Uh, last I checked it, it was below 32000 so it's retesting that $30,000 level. Right now it's at 32109 I gotta tell you, the way it looks, if it breaks 30, it runs a 25. Would I be an aggressive buyer there? Potentially. Uh, but right now, uh, it, I don't like the way it's acting. I'll be honest with you. I'm a long-term holder, so it's fine. I'm not changing my, 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 um, my strategy. I haven't sold anything, but I'm a long-term holder, but I don't like the way it's acting in the short term. Again, I still believe in a long-term picture of where it's gonna go. Uh, I like what I saw in El Salvador. I think it's gonna spread through um, some other countries here at Panama and Central America, where I happen to be right now, where Bitcoin will be adopted. Uh, it's going to continue to be adopted. It's just a matter of things don't go straight up and people love to hate it and you're going to see a lot of volatility. But again, I'm holding right now personally for long term and I can continue to uh, take that approach uh, for the foreseeable future. But again, we got markets holding up well. We got Bitcoin not looking so great. Uh, we got meme stocks going bananas. Uh, we live in an exciting world, folks. But at the end of the day, uh, health, safety, um, being around loved ones and being happy is all that matters. So go out there, treat other people like you want to be treated. Uh, karma sucks. It comes around, folks. <laughs> Trust me. It will come around. Uh, so go out there and uh, enjoy life. Give somebody a hug. Tell them you love them. Uh, be safe. And again, thank you so much for the support you give myself uh, and my podcast here. Uh, we continue to keep doing this over the many, many years ahead uh, and can't wait to uh, see what we, uh, we create in those years ahead. Again, I'm Matt McCall, and that's been your Money Line. Money Line with Matt McCall. Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com.